MP what you want to know. It's your chance to chat to your MP and find out what goes on in Parliament. It's your show. Tweet, text and call us. The mic is yours. It's a very good evening. Welcome to Ask the MP. My name is uh, Perfect Shongwane and uh, welcome to ZFM Stereo. I remember the program is brought to you in conjunction with uh, Sabst. And uh, uh, for those who want to be part of the program, uh, our frequencies are in Harare 106.4, Mashingo 96.1, Chumani Mani uh, 91.3 and then Chief Wiz 99.8. Uh, on the program tonight, we are going to be discussing about a monetary policy statement that was uh, uh, pronounced yesterday or delivered yesterday by the uh, Reserve Bank Governor, Dr. Mangujaga. And we are also going to be uh, discussing uh, what uh, the Minister of Finance called uh, fiscal measures for reversing fiscal disequilibrium. We're going to to touch on that as well. And uh, we have invited uh, in uh, to the studio tonight, uh, Persistence Guanyanya, an economist. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me on the program. Yes, uh, we had also invited uh, uh, Mr. Martin Mkanganui, an economist, unfortunately apologized and said he was not going to make it to the program. So for those who want to uh, participate and uh, ask questions, send in comments. Our number, WhatsApp number is 731 168 0435 731165 uh, Mr. Guanyanya, let's say uh, during his presentation, the governor said that uh, the economy was uh, expected to grow this year by uh, plus or minus uh, 5%. And uh, also the Minister of Finance said that uh, it was expected to grow by uh, between 5 to 6.3%. Uh, now, we have in the past failed to achieve uh, such figures like in 2015 3.2% 2016 2.7% 2017 3.7% what fundamentals as we are beginning our program have changed that uh, growth rate will reach the 6.3 that uh, 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 has been projected this time around the first thing to understand is the structure of the Zimbabwean economy. It is a commodity-dependent economy. It depends on a narrow range of commodities, gold, tobacco, chrome, platinum, diamonds, etc., which make up the greatest portion of its GDP. So the growth of the Zimbabwean economy is largely dictated by the global financial and economic conditions so if the global economy is growing we are likely to see the zimbabwean economy growing so we have seen good rains this year mm-hmm. above average very good rains so tobacco did very well yeah we managed to rake in about 1.2 billion in export revenue Mm-hmm. out of tobacco the same applies to our grains they did very well so we had seen an increase in the growth of the agriculture sector the same applies to the mining sector which benefited from the improvement in the global economic and financial conditions as well as local investments we had seen increased appetite for investors to invest in the mining sector and therefore an increased flow of investable capital in that sector so that contributed the two 
sectors contribute will contribute to the growth of the Zimbabwean economy but suffice to say that growth in my view is not pleasing because it is coming from what I view as an unsustainable uh, uh, source the primary sources mm -hmm. agriculture and mining in our mining it is mainly uh, the production and export of unbeneficiated minerals which is not health which is not sustainable mm -hmm. and also growth from the mining sector will not solve the country's jobless problem because mining sector is largely a capital intensive venture yes we would want revenue from the mining sector to be used to diversify the economy if we have got so much minerals in the economy let us exploit them now like what any other country that has been gifted in that area by god did all rich countries they did so let us exploit those minerals those commodities to diversify the economy use that revenue to diversify the economy mainly the manufacturing sector which is almost in terms of contribution to gdp fallen from above 20 percent of gdp to now around 12 10 percent of gdp so we would want the manufacturing sector to be revamped that is the only way we can sort out the country's jobless problem as well as the informal informalization of the economy which has reached the levels that are uncomfortable that feels us very uncomfortable Mm -hmm. yes. so, so, so you say growth in uh, the mining sector will not uh, uh, solve the uh, crisis around unemployment in the country. Will that not create jobs? Mining sector is a capital intensive venture. Mm -hmm. So yes, it will create jobs, but it will not. Zimbabwe has got a serious jobless problem. A permanent solution to solve our unemployment problem would come out of industrialization so we need the country to industrialize but of course mining sector because it's a quick win we've got so much minerals commanded to our care by the creator so we need to use them to earn more revenue to industrialize the economy yes, yes. so the biggest question of today which should preoccupy policymakers is how the country should industrialize mm -hmm. so this is the space we need to be in mm -hmm. and how do you think uh, we should uh, um, go around that to make sure that we industrialize we, we are doing mining we are doing agriculture and the two sectors have been uh, uh, pointed out as doing well yes so i'm saying the revenue out of those sectors should then be used to support the manufacturing sector but the challenge we have is we tend to believe so much in external capital mm -hmm. and zimbabwe uh, would think actually thinks that uh, the sus most sustainable way to industrialize is through uh, FDI is through uh, foreign capital which in my view is not we would need that yes but to complement domestic capital so we I, I would want to change the thinking around how an economy can sustainably get out of its challenges so we need to have a strategy as an economy as to how to get out of these challenges and how to progress an economy going forward Mm -hmm. And uh, um, in in the presentation yesterday, um, you, there was mention about uh, the uh, uh, review of the intermediated money transfer tax from five cents to uh, two cents per every transacted dollar. 
and uh, what would you say is uh, the impact to ordinary citizens on this the fact that citizens no longer have choices since there's uh, uh, cash shortages so all they they do now is transact through rtgs and uh, don't you think that uh, there is now uh, two cents charged per every transacted dollar is uh, more like kukama mombe of zamracho on the citizen uh, clearly there will be mixed reactions on that uh, on the government's point of view uh, because the government is severely constrained in terms of revenue it's a source of revenue look here uh, electronic transactions make up more than 95 percent of total transactions in zimbabwe because of the cash challenges mm. so i think we have transacted close to 100 billion so far so two percent of 100 billion is a significant amount of money that goes into government coffers but that is for the government but for the ordinary person i think is an extra burden on as an already severely taxed populace zimbabwe is one of the most taxed economies in the world so it imposes additional burden on the people mm. so it may not be well received mm -hmm. so you you see th this is the situation the country finds itself in so it brings me to a thinking yeah uh, that says whilst we are trying to cooperate to solve the country's problems but we need to be genuine to each other one day to say but who is the major culprit in the challenges of the economy mm -hmm. but unfortunately it's very unfortunate to say the government may be found wanting because the challenges that we face we continue to face the government has got a bigger stake in those challenges right now we are having cash instability but how has this cash instability uh, come into being it came into being as a result of the increase in money supply occasioned largely by the government printing of money through unconventional ways such as the issuance of treasury bills such as overdraft on the rbz which is above statutory limits the government is now in a short space of time borrowed close to 10 billion in the local economy through these instruments surrogate currencies creating surrogate currencies so uh, this is the where we are mm -hmm. and if we are to be genuine with each other it's a high time we caution we want the government to stop uh, printing money and to be responsible to observe physical discipline to observe austerity measures and i'm very happy uh, professor mtulingwe came in identify the challenge at government level and so that even when the minister when the governor was announcing his monetary policy which was mainly to right size the economy so you would find that it was a catch word it was to right size the economy mainly the government so the physical authorities has to be is to cooperative is to buy in the thinking of the central bank that we need to downsize the economy we need to right size it we need to reduce mainly government expenditure so it come up with also some physical measures to achieve that to buttress the monetary policy measures announced by the governor yes yes you 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 you, you say it correctly that uh, in the presentation by the governor yesterday you spoke about resizing uh, the the economy and uh, earlier you spoke about the the uh, treasury bills uh, minister mtulingube yesterday uh, indicated that in 2014 
treasury bills to gdp gdp ratio was at 4.4% and that uh, has increased uh, to 36.5% uh, as of end of uh, august 2018 do you think that, that those levels uh, are healthy for, for 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 this economy they are not health for that for for an economy i think for the sake of uh, listeners i would want to uh, simplify what you are talking about treasury bills to gdp ratio yes so a treasury bill is a government short-term debt instrument mm -hmm. it is an instrument through which the government borrows from the public so if the government has borrowed four or something percent of gdp which is the total value of all goods and services produced by an economy in a year it means that in that year four percent were of all the goods and services was the government had a claim of four percent on all the goods and services it had borrowed four percent on everything all the income that the country has generated in that year then it is the treasury bills have risen to 34 percent mm -hmm. which is a significant jump so out of all the goods and services we're producing as an economy out of all the income from those goods and services government has borrowed 34 percent 36.5 percent so clearly we are in a wrong space it shows that the government has borrowed a significant amount of money from the general population that added to the overdraft on rbz government going to overdraw on rbz like you go to overdraw on your bank mm -hmm. on your account with a commercial bank 2.3 billion which is also a significant amount in respect of the ratio to gdp overdraft to gdp ratio yes so it's a significant amount as it is also outside the statutory limit of 20 percent of the budget in an economy so this is the amount allowed the government to borrow which the government is allowed to borrow from the reserve bank in any given year 20 percent of the budget which was supposed to be 676 million but we did 2.3 billion so clearly the government is actually uh working outside the 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 um uh the the norm what is supposed to do it is working outside the conventions so it has to right size like clearly the governor said the government has to right size everyone because of the con the effect of the government creation of money supply everyone is now more money supply more money in their pocket claiming on the few foreign currents which we are not generating because of the problem we talked about in the initial place of deindustrialization we are not generating enough foreign currents so against that that backdrop we have got money growing money growing money growing so what was the effect we've got too much local money facing too few foreign money the effect therefore was an increase in the cash premiums which is what we call what we see unraveling before our eyes the cash instability which has caused all the measures that the central bank is to intervene and come up with mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yes and, and speaking of uh, the the central banker overdraft of uh, 2.3 billionaires uh, of uh, end of august 2018 the minister says uh, that uh, consequently the government is going to effectively limit the use of uh, the rbz overdraft facility uh, to curtail rbz advances to government this is a measure to make sure that uh, uh, there is uh, uh, stability 
in, in the sector. What do you think about such measures? Such a measure is noble, as it has always been noble when it was announced by the uh, Eastwell minister, Chinamasa. He announced that, but unfortunately, the government continued to borrow. So, I don't know who is there to uh, curtail government borrowing, but honestly, we need the government to walk the talk. We need the government to say we are not going to be drawing on central bank and do the same. Yeah. So, so the, this is an undertaking the minister is uh, is given. Yes. That is going to make sure that it is curtailed and uh, the twenty percent uh, requirement is uh, is respected. Sure. Um, it's uh, uh, ask the MP and my name is Perfect Shawani standing in for Farai Makutuya. I have uh, in the studio tonight uh, persistent Guanyanya, an economist, and uh, our WhatsApp number for those who want to send in the questions. Uh, it's zero seven three one one six eight zero four five. About tonight's topic, where we are analyzing the monetary policy statement issued by the Reserve Bank Governor yesterday, and also uh, touching on uh, the measures that uh, the Minister of Finance and Economic Development, Honorable uh, Professor Mtulingube, also uh, issued on uh, uh, reversing fis- what he called uh, fiscal disequilibrium uh, in the country. Now, moving on, um, there was an announcement. Of uh, the FCA, Nostro accounts, FCA, RTGS accounts, the difference, the separation of uh, the accounts, uh, the differentiation <coughs> and the separation of the FCA, Nostro account, and the FCA, RTGS accounts, does this not reflect a return to the Zim dollar? Uh, whilst we have done that uh, and uh, maintain uh, a rate of one is to one uh, with the, the American dollar, how are these accounts going to relate to each other from an uh, economist's point of view? Zimbabwe is a dollarized economy. Mm-hmm. It remains in a multiple currency scenario. The fact that we are saying we have got a local FCA. FCA is a foreign currency account. It means that a dollarized economy is an economy that uses a currency other than its own currency. So we don't have a local currency as we speak right now. So a local FCA account is a local FCA account. Its attributes makes it local. A foreign FCA account is also a foreign currency account, but with a different attributes to a local FCA accounts. So the question is what are the different attributes? Mm-hmm. The different attributes are that a local FCA account uh, has been generated locally mm-hmm. and therefore cannot pay outside the country. Mm-hmm. A foreign FCA account has been generated locally, a foreign, and can pay outside the country. So the, can, the, the governor is just saying to us, if we have got money in the local account, which you get by way of an RTGS, mm-hmm. which RTGS has been created by the government, like I've said, don't come and claim foreign currency mm-hmm. because we don't have foreign currency to back that neither have you earned that foreign currency so but we are still in 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 a multiple currency system mm-hmm. but you may want your thinking process should take you to a point where you start to reason that we are going somewhere mm-hmm. we are being prepared to go somewhere there are statutory instruments there are legal connotations uh, to the outright intro- reintroduction of the zim dollar mm-hmm. that needs to be sorted out but definitely this is where the country is going and should be a country such as zimbabwe should sit in the space of having its own sovereign currency one day mm-hmm. we cannot continue to use foreign currency because not because we don't want to use it yeah. but because it's unsustainable look here 
this is a country that exports that imports 2.5 billion more than it exports every year yeah what does it mean it means that it doesn't have even enough money to import what it needs right this is the space where zimbabwe is in so this is the same country which does not have enough money to import all what it needs but on the other hand is the country that needs to use foreign currency which ordinarily is generated through exports for local payments to pay everything you need in the local economy generated in the local economy do you see that sustainable do you see that tenable mm. it's not it's definitely not so we i don't want to lie to people i want to be honest about the challenges we face as an economy mm -hmm. we like us dollar everyone likes us dollar but it's not possible for a country such as zimbabwe which faces uh or has been facing balance of payment deficit year in year out to use hard currency for local payments as well as foreign payments a simple statistic would help simplify this traditionally zimbabwe used to use 60 percent of the money to take care of local transactions and 40 percent to take care of foreign transactions whilst we already have a deficit in terms of the generation of foreign currency to meet the 40 percent which ordinarily would be needed to take care of uh, the foreign payments mm -hmm. we need we still need about 60 percent of foreign currency to take care of the local payments this is why we are unsustainably relying on commercial loans to sustain a currency where on earth can that happen government borrowing commercial loans for the simple reason of sustaining its own currency reserve bank has been importing 100 to 150 million cash every month for what to give to the local people mm -hmm. but we don't import cash for free yeah yeah we buy that cash mm -hmm. if we assume a cost of 0.5 percent to import cash yeah. it means that the reserve bank is spending around 500 or so every month thousand five hundred thousand or so every month to buy cash a country that does not have foreign currency is buying foreign currency mm -hmm. is that possible is that sustainable yeah if we are serious about our country we need to come up with sustainable solutions about the country Mm -hmm. not short-term fixes we are in a space of short-term fixes yeah right and we need to move out of that space and think in a reform manner the country should start to think in a reform way it has to reform it should desist from from resisting reforms like we did isap up to today we have been resisting reforms that's way why we have continued where we are mm -hmm. we have not been able to come out of our challenges many people think our challenges are unique they are not yeah many other countries went through the same challenges but they committed to reforming and today we talk about china being the talk of the new millennium the second biggest economy yeah. in the world but in 1977 1979 its economy in terms of gdp per capita was almost similar to that of zimbabwe 30 years down the line it became it rose to become the second like, like biggest so. economy in the economy in the world yeah. why because it committed to reforms it didn't commit to short-term fixes yeah so this is where zimbabwe should go
so 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 would you say that uh, um, it's uh, in a way uh, by the reserve bank a form of, of uh, admittance that uh, the bond note uh, has failed uh, when they introduce uh, these two separate accounts um uh, what i would want to 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 highlight to you is that there is no currency even the us dollar will fail just like it has done when the government continues to print money which is not supported by printing even if you use a currency from mars it will not be able to sustain those pressures by the way the bond note is only a physical note mm-hmm. we have got a virtual currency yes yes rtgs currency mm-hmm. it has failed to sustain value so don't don't separate between the bond note and the rtgs physical but what we see is the the the, the bond note and people many people make reference to the bond note mm-hmm. we are talking about the whole monetary regime yes the whole multiple currency scenario in my view that is how i would want to look at things a full view of things mm-hmm. makes more meaningful analysis i don't want to separate the bond note the the, the, the rtgs etc i want to look at the whole monetary system it has not been working well it has not been stable with the bond notes included rtgs included the rate of rtgs to the us dollar today is around 120 or so percent which is unsustainable in my view Mm-hmm. So this is the space we are in right now but what has caused that yeah. what has been the root cause is identified is an economy that has grown uh, uh, significantly bigger than its capacity is an economy man supply artificially created with the government being the major culprit and the private sector also a culprit Mm-hmm. yes included but the government being the major culprit and we have now seen a significant unsustainable unbearable pressure on the foreign currency which has caused currency instability so the root cause of currency instability is not because there is a surrogate currency or something yeah, yeah. it is because the government has not been disciplined enough Mm-hmm. yes so like i have told you there is no country that can sustain a pure dollarization you can't sustain pure dollarization i have given you the statistics mm-hmm. even those countries that are close to us they are only affording to do so because they've got access to the us dollar capital markets mm-hmm. you don't have access you borrow you go and look for game game cop is a commercial facility no country can sustain with commercial facility zimbabwe should get out of that space of sustaining currencies using commercial facilities afrex zimbabwe etc they we need a currency that is stable a sovereign currency that is stable that does not need to be sustained at a cost Mm-hmm. And you say the whole currency regime has not worked, and uh, we are going to be talking about uh, your recommendations uh, in so far as that is concerned. When we return uh, from a break, we are going to take a break. <coughs> then uh, we are going also to be reading your comments, uh, your questions, your contributions on our WhatsApp platform after the break. Ask the MP. We'll be right back after these messages. now back to the right honorable ask the mp welcome back and uh, as promised we're going to be uh, reading your comments we're going to be reading your comments we're going to be uh, reading your questions and um, uh, also to remind those that are just tuning in that uh, in the studio tonight uh, we have uh, economist uh, persistence guanyanya and we are discussing 
the monetary policy statement uh, issued by the Reserve Bank Governor yesterday. And uh, also we are touching on uh, the fiscal measures uh, also issued out by the Minister of uh, Finance and Economic Development. Let me begin with, uh, I said that you're going to, 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 to deal with uh, the recommendations as to what should be done. Uh, since you're saying that uh, the whole currency regime, is, uh, regime has failed, what do you think needs to be done to make sure that at least we, we pluck ourselves out of this uh, uh, problem? The, the first thing is to acknowledge that, like I've said, uh, there's too much money in the economy, which I think I'm very happy Reserve Bank has managed to identify that and has prescribed to right-size the economy. Right-size the economy. Reduce government expenditure. Mm -hmm. Yes. So we need to reduce government expenditure in a sustainable manner. Yeah. So, But you cannot have an economy that is continuously deflated because that is equivalent to deflating, debasing an economy. We are debasing the economy, deflating the economy to reflect the realities on the ground, the production side. But concurrently, we need now to foster measures that increase production. This is sums it all. What sums it all? Mm -hmm. Zimbabwe should reduce consumption. Why do we eat like Americans when you produce like yourself? Does that make sense? It doesn't. So produce if you want to eat. So this is the space where the government should be told, if you want luxury, produce, make sure you come up with an environment that promotes production, promotes investment, then we can happily grant luxury. Mm -hmm. Zimbabwe is not in that space at the moment, reduce consumption. As you reduce consumption, increase production. So this is what sums it, but you reduce consumption, how? We want that consumption to be reduced is that of mainly importables. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. So what does it speak to? It speaks to the need to uh, for import substitution. Yeah. Right? So you reduce consumption of mainly importables. Mm -hmm. So what is going to fill the gap? That is the rebalancing process. Mm -hmm. The reduced consumption is going to be fueled by the increased production or supported by increased production investment and exports mm -hmm. yes so this is what zimbabwe should do but that is that is uh over seems overly simplistic yeah, yeah. i said that because i want people to know the strategy mm -hmm. because it's very unfortunate that we may seem not to know the strategy yeah. especially uh, when I talk about this, most people want to talk about Mangujiga, want to talk about the monetary policy, etc. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you know, the main main of focus today should be Mongalisa Ngube uh, 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 at the Ministry of Industry and Commerce. Mangaliso Mangaliso Lovu at the Ministry of Industry and Commerce. Mm -hmm. He should be the main man of focus. He should have an industry strategy. We have lived in a country which believed in protectionism. And I'm saying it's a wrong approach. It's a wrong strategy. I'm trying to have a country that do not pro protect but invest and export. Yes, mm -hmm. that is my strategy. So the thinking, that thinking, I want it to resonate at government level, mm -hmm. at government level to agree on a national strategy, an economic strategy, an industry strategy, a model, like the Chinese, their model was very simple, export industrialization and export driven growth model. So everyone in his own right, where he is, he thinks about that model. Mm -hmm. Do we have such in Zimbabwe? Uh -huh. So it guides 
the minister of industry and commerce it guides the minister of small to medium enterprises yeah. that what we are trying to achieve here is an economy that produces and export not an economy that goes into protectionism forever no it's never a good policy for an economy to remain into protect in protectionism Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's uh, have um, uh, read comments here and questions from uh, our listeners. And uh, this one says, if government is uh, stopped from uh, this overdraft, will they honor this uh, considering government has embarked on uh, command agriculture, command mining, command everything? How realistic <laughs> is this uh, monetary policy going to be honored uh, by the government? This uh, uh, question from uh, one listener here. And uh, another one says, uh, I think I agree uh, to the economist. Uh, I agree uh, to the economist saying that uh, people, uh, local currency, the government need foreign currency. Let's not rely on other currencies. Let's have our own Amnyasha uh, in Norton. Uh, I'll read uh, two more, then uh, we go back to uh, Mr. Guanyanya. Uh, this is the same um, message. Uh, let's see the other one. I'm trying to, to get another one here. Uh, good show. Yes, we can industrialize. Um, where has it gone? Oh. Okay, so... Yeah, we are going to, to read uh, some more uh, comments from our listeners. Let, now, let's look at, uh, at this. In your view, how is government going to curb domestic borrowing? Because uh, it's, it's an increase in money supply, uh, which, is, which has obviously an impact on, uh, on inflation. Unfortunately, domestic borrowing occurs at a time when, like I've said, the East Wales Minister, Chinamasa, it come up with an array of measures to keep to keep government expenditure which in my view were sensible things like reducing the expenditures on uh, on uh, uh, things that are not essentials mm -hmm. yes yeah reducing travel reducing uh, expenditures on foreign missions and i think there was somewhere he was talking about uh, some posts, 3,200 posts, youth posts, etc., that needed to be abolished. And there was uh, some calculations he came up with, and the minister said, if we implement this, we are going to reduce our budget deficit to 4% of GDP, meaning that the excess of expenditures over government revenue was going to be reduced to around four percent of the total goods and services or the total income of the country down from the current level then of 14 percent mm -hmm. so but it sounded to me it sounded sensible mm -hmm. it sounded practical mm -hmm. yes and, uh, and the, but, so but but unfortunately the wheels come off uh, unfortunately I, I didn't hear any follow-up from that announcement and this has always been the trend yeah we have got we have got all these measures on paper is has got no reason to crack his head mm -hmm. just to revisit the immediate budget statement you will see all the measures they are there in black and white mm -hmm. and sensible in my view Mm -hmm. What he simply needs to do is to get a buy-in from the top, from the authorities, to say, guys, let us implement these things. If we don't, we'll perish. Mm -hmm. The economy will never come out of its own ch its challenges, the challenges it is experiencing. But barely, uh, in the same way, Chinamasa announced the measures that I said seemed sensible. The government goes on to borrow five billion or so from the domestic market and you say no this is the same government that was being uh, uh requested or uh, uh, advised to implement such measures to measures cut to cut expenditure mm -hmm. so we what happened 
what okay. went wrong of course there was an election which chewed up about a billion yes it happens Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, it's a constitutional obligation of a country. Tatenda uh, from Chinoy says that uh, I've got a question here. What about the foreign currency that's found uh, in the pavements? Uh, what measures are being taken to end such a situation? Is it because uh, government uh, is buying foreign currency? That's why the people in the pavements are selling foreign currency to us. Issue ye, ye money that's uh, on the streets. I remember uh, yesterday the governor was asked about this question that uh, those people in the, on the streets are found with new notes, mm-hmm. uh, bond notes and uh, seemingly coming from some financial institution and he said that the, the Reserve Bank is, 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 is not doing that, it's not buying from the, the parallel market and uh, what would you say about uh, uh, this question? So how, how it operates is uh, the institution entity which is responsible uh, for dispensing cash to the general public are our commercial banks yes commercial banks access that money from reserve bank yeah but uh, reserve bank has got a priority list mm-hmm. which it uses which is originated by banks because you are a bank a commercial bank you know your customers who are on priority you then go with them to reserve bank as per your recommendation reserve bank allocates foreign currency and others would need cash for different reasons they are also allocated but through commercial banks so Mm -hmm. if the people who then have access to that money through their commercial banks abuse that facility so it is the people who abuse and the commercial banks who are involved who should make sure that such things do not happen but importantly i i should also be honest with you on Mm. this one Mm -hmm. there is shortage of foreign currency in the country Mm -hmm. what happens when there is shortage Mm. and we have got uh, foreign currency that is trading at one is to one in the former system yeah and is in short supply what happens it finds somewhere yeah, yeah. where it has got a right price mm-hmm. so it has to go somewhere so it is a market mechanism mm-hmm. market forces m- market forces yeah which have forced foreign currency out of the formal system mm-hmm. into the informal system so if i'm an exporter I export and uh, Reserve Bank would say uh, my export proceeds are one is to one otherwise I have to use the export proceeds to make my import payments Mm -hmm. anything in excess should go to Reserve Bank at one is to one it's a discouraging factor which I think as humans we always want to say if we have come up with something because of external forces outside of our control or even because of our oversight on issues we accept that maybe this system has not been working very well and we need to adjust and i'm very happy there is that adjustment which happened uh, yesterday Mm -hmm. when the monetary policy was was announced to say surely guys what we have is not foreign currency is local fca Mm -hmm. and what is foreign currency should end foreign currency so when we accept we acknowledge first and foremost we acknowledge that what we are doing is no longer serving the purpose we thought it was supposed to serve Mm -hmm. or we had we there was an oversight in our thinking remember economics and finance is not a rocket science you are working with people the people's minds so things change you should be able to adjust yeah. you should be able you swallow your pride you say guys we thought it was going to work and our thinking in our view was reasonable because but because of forces outside our control this no longer works which i think is the thinking process that happened at reserve bank 
and as a result the foreign currency accounts are now foreign currency accounts local accounts are now local accounts and the next right. step in my view mm -hmm. is to ascribe a price okay. on the foreign currency mm -hmm. so foreign currency should not be sold in the black market it should be sold in the formal market, market yeah. at the right price at the correct price yeah. no matter what other countries have got even exchange rate i think indonesia is about 14000 or so but uh, tanzania 2200 or so but there are no serious black market challenges because yeah. foreign currency is correctly priced so so we are we are about to wrap up uh, the program but uh, let's uh, let's uh, deal with the issue of uh, trackers transiting zimbabwe that was one of the measures that uh, were announced by the reserve bank governor and uh, now they are required to pay for their fuel in foreign currency do you think that the government is going to be able to monitor this and is it even feasible it's going to be difficult yeah but uh, yes the feasibility uh is clearly going to be difficult but i what i want to uh, uh discuss is um what underpins this yeah why is it that our fuel suddenly becomes cheaper it becomes cheaper because it is being subsidized mm -hmm. it is being subsidized because somewhere somehow someone is producing foreign currency and is remitting that foreign currency to reserve bank gold is supposed to remit i to remit i think 30 percent of a uh, 70 percent of their earnings to the central bank chrome 35 tobacco 20 percent and these are the minerals that generate 80 85 percent of the total foreign currency of the of the country mm. so reserve bank just said guys fuel is a necessity mm. in the country so we need some form of foreign currency to actually uh, support the fuel consumption of the country and all other persons who export you can now retain all your foreign currency yeah. and use it as you wish yeah yes so which is an indication of a subsidized economy we subsidize the economy because if we allow people to buy foreign currency to buy fuel on their own they will not be able to do so we are not all foreign currency earners the thinking that those who earn foreign currency are the only ones who should have right to foreign currency it is not a thinking that resonates with uh, a national uh mm -hmm. with the nation at heart and how the nation is ordinarily constructed is not constructed is not comprised of all people who generate foreign currency there are teachers we should acknowledge that there are soldiers we should acknowledge that there are nurses who mm -hmm. don't generate foreign currency but who do service to the economy yeah. so an economy should not be looked at uh, like with a view to say those who export are the only ones that are important no they are not the only ones that are important everyone in my view is important yeah let me uh, take this opportunity to thank you so much uh, mr persistence guanyanya for coming to the show my name is perfect longwane standing for farai Mwakutuya. it was uh, ask the mp and uh, i will leave you with uh, larry query uh, have a pleasant listening